0: Hello and welcome to the Real World Nutrition Podcast. This is episode 85, part two in a series of four episodes about wellness, and today is emotional wellness and social wellness. Hi everyone, I am Shelly Rael, the host and founder of Real World Nutrition and a registered dietitian nutritionist. And this is part two of a four-part series about wellness, the meaning of wellness, what is wellness, and the various components of wellness, where, as I said in the introduction, I am going to, or I'm addressing emotional wellness and social wellness in this episode. So as I said in last week's episode, or episode 84, which was part one of the meaning of wellness, is that there are many aspects of wellness. And there's not always agreement on how many aspects there are, but there is general consensus that emotional and social wellness are two of those components. So starting with emotional wellness, and I'm going to be addressing as this is coming out in late May or mid-May of 2023, acknowledging that three years ago, we were in a very unique situation, which this was, of course, a unique situation with the COVID pandemic that happened and the global shutdown that happens We look at things right now in hindsight and realize that some of the things that we were instructed to do back then and did were a bit over the top, so to speak. However, it was not clear what to do and what was happening as this virus spread around the world. So as I'm talking about emotional and social wellness, I will be addressing some of the context of things that we collectively went through in the past three years and most specifically in 2020 when we were very much isolated in a lot of ways. So first up, emotional wellness is that component of wellness that relates to our ability to develop develop inner strength and learn and grow from experiences. So, as I said in that introduction about our collective experiences a few years ago, that was a year that tested our emotions and we experienced a very unique situation that we probably never would have imagined, hopefully, we'll never go through again. And it was probably one of the more stressful times in our lives. And whether you agree with things that happened and how it was approached back then, that's not the part that was up for debates, is not the part that's up for debate here. It was more of how we managed that, the stressful times. We went through that time collectively, as I said, together, but we were also obviously apart in a lot of ways. We were separated. And there was a lot of unknowns as always there's a lot of unknowns. That was just a heightened experience there. And when we were, we were going through that time, there was a whole range of emotions, frustration, fear, anger, in a lot of cases, just confusion that of what was happening. So how was that? Is that related to emotional wellness? Well, a lot of things we have to acknowledge are out of our control. Things around us are not in our direct control for the most part. We can only control our emotions, ourselves, and our specific environment. And we can have that frustration. We can have that anger. We can have that confusion, obviously. We can make modifications to how we do things. The biggest part that when it comes to emotional wellness is what we individually choose to do and feel and react to changing situations, those unknown situations. When we can't change the reality of what's going on in our world, how can we change our reactions to those? So here's another example if we're going on vacation and we're flying. We know that's not always the best experience. There can be delays for various reasons. There can be individuals on the flights that are causing some chaos, causing some troubles. And how do we react to those things? Well, we can can have all kinds of emotions and reactions to that. And in the big picture, we can't control the weather. We can't control the airlines. We can't control other people and the chaos they may be causing. But we can control how we react to those. So we can be frustrated and angry at things, at situations, and other people. But it also respects this feeling that we have the frustration or the anger. And then manage the emotions around that in a constructive way. We could vent and move on. But we cannot change anybody, we can't change what they're doing, and we can't change their behaviors, we can change ourselves. So here are some things that can help you in supporting your emotional wellness if you find that you're reacting in ways that aren't always the best, especially in very challenging times. Number one, managing our stressors. We cannot eliminate stress, and that is not the desired outcome because there is such a thing as good stress. But managing our stress encourages us to find an outlet to cope with it. And that could be something as simple as going for a walk, having a workout or doing a workout, having a hobby that can distract you from that moment or even listening to music or a book or a podcast. Number two, reframe your thoughts. It is easy to have negative thoughts because that's what our brain does. Our brain has automatic negative thoughts. But when you have those negative thoughts and you can notice that, stop yourself, redirect and focus on the positive things. Yes, we have the ability to fly and get to faraway locations in a relatively short period of time. And there can be distractions or weather or other things along the way. But wow, this is an amazing piece of technology and machinery, really, that gets us to these other locations without having to spend days, weeks, or even months traveling. So if it helps you. Write down positive affirmations and repeat them to yourselves, yourself as necessary. Number three, this too shall pass. And whatever that stressor may be, whatever that thing that is challenging you, it will pass. As we look back to 2020, it taught us patience and most people are back out doing things that they normally do, even though... There is still a virus still going around. I still see it, even in the spring of 2023. I still know people who are getting this. But we realized that we went back to almost normal, and for a lot of people, normal, and it did pass. We got through it. Most of us got through it. Some things will pass in a matter of a few minutes, or like a traffic jam. Other things will take longer to get through like a few years. But try not to dwell on the bad and look forward to the other side of the experience. Number four, accept or ask for support. So very often just getting something said, getting something off your chest, just talking about it or putting the words on how you're feeling makes you feel better. Talk to somebody about how you feel. And let them know that you just need them to listen and you don't need them to fix things for you. I've found in the past, once I finally said something out loud, it changed a lot. It didn't change the situation. I didn't ask for somebody to fix it for me. I just needed somebody to hear me say it. So what I recommend to help you with your emotional wellness is... Make a list for yourself of three or five things, three to five things that you can do to improve your emotional wellness. So that could be something like finding an activity to help you with stress management, writing down those positive affirmations, and noting a person or people you can talk to, or finding a few things you can be positive about today. That's emotional wellness. Now, switching gears here, a little bit about social wellness. So this has a bit of an overlap here, emotional and social wellness. So social wellness is another aspect of wellness. And this refers to those personal relationships that you have with others and how you relate and connect to others. Having positive relationships gives you support and connection. Now, there isn't a right number of relationships to have, a right number of positive relationships to have. You can have a few close relationships, or you could have several times that. But having someone you can reach out to when you need help, or they know that you are the person that they can reach out to is part of social wellness. And one of those things, again, I'm going to bring up what happened to us a few years ago, is we were told we needed to have social distancing. And really, that wasn't the more accurate way. That wasn't the way. That was the term that was stated all the time. And you know you heard it. But what the public health experts really meant to say and should have been using was physical distancing. Distance, staying separate physically but not socially, so there was that that little disparity there that caused some more challenges for people because people were not able to literally get together back then for coffee or lunch or drinks with friends, but they were still able to talk on the phone. We have this new adjective now: let's zoom, or verb rather: let's zoom. Even when that wasn't exactly what was being done. So we were still able to have social connections with sending video or sending text or having video messages that just said, hey, let's talk, or I've been thinking about you, or I hope you're doing well. Very often, I'll think of reaching out to somebody at a very odd time, or it's when I say odd time, it could be 630 in the morning, and I'm not going to call somebody at that time. But it's really just, you know, just sending a text and saying, hey, I was thinking about you today. I hope you're doing okay. And that's all you need to do. That would be part of social wellness. So stay socially connected, even if you have a distance with someone. And that's just another part of what I think is amazing with technology today. We can video chat or make a long distance phone call without it being very expensive. And you know, it's just something we can do now. Some of us are at an age where making a long distance phone call costs a lot of money. And now we just take it for granted. We can make a long distance phone call. We're automatically dialing the more than seven numbers, the 10 numbers to make a phone call. So I say support your social wellness By reaching out to someone with a text or a phone call or even a card in the mail to one person each day this week, or even just think, hey, I'm just going to send a quick text to somebody and say, hey, I hope you're doing well. And then on the flip side, I'll just mention this briefly it's okay to let go of some of those relationships that were a little bit challenging to maintain, that sucked your energy, that really was just emotionally challenging and go ahead and be okay with letting them go. You don't have to feel bad about that. That is not something that we have to maintain just because they've been our friends since second grade or they're going through a lot. If it's taking a lot out of you, that is okay to let them go. That's real world nutrition. That is what is wellness and maintaining your wellness, part two of four. Be sure to subscribe, or I should say follow the show so you can get next week's episode, episode three of wellness, where I am addressing intellectual and occupational wellness. Take care. Bye for now.